there's so many things that go into weight loss that it cannot just be the big picture. And so you have to look at the small things and the baby steps that get you there. Because when you look at the baby steps, the baby steps and the success over those creates confidence. And when you have confidence, then you're like, yeah, I got this. Welcome to the Run Lift Mom podcast, where we're talking about running, lifting, and momming, not necessarily in that order. I am so jazzed to bring you today's interview because my guest, Brooke Trogden, defines vulnerability and strength. Brooke is the founder and CEO of Phoenix Apparel, and this interview is two-part. Number one, she's going to walk us through where she was deeply depressed and overweight and how she got to where she is now, a confidence businesswoman and healthy role model and example for her kids. You guys, this did not happen overnight. Brooke is very raw about how she got from one place to the other, and she is unapologetic about the hard work work it took. You are going to love this guest. Without further ado, Brooke Trogden of Phoenix Apparel. This episode is brought to you by Alouette, where, as the name would suggest, all of the skincare and beauty products are made with organic aloe vera. If you would like to try the best-selling restorative enzyme peel, this is for your face, callus barbell hands, and running feet, just go to runliftmompod.com slash peel. Again, that's runliftmompod.com slash peel, and I will get you the Alouette restorative enzyme peel. Welcome, Brooke Trogdon, CEO of Phoenix. I am so excited to have you on Run Left Mom podcast. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good. Thank you for having me. Brooke, I'm jazzed to speak with you because you have had a transformation in recent years. Do you mind taking us back to your heaviest? And I'm talking emotionally, weight, and help us understand what that felt like. Yeah, totally. Um, So... It happened, I, about five years ago, I started selling clothing through a retailer and I, they really pushed us to work, 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 work. And if you couldn't make dinner, then you eat out. And so I had started eating out probably two, at least two times a day. I was driving through drive through on the way to kids baseball. Um, And I just was working and not focusing on myself. And then it was about four years ago. I, so I was already overweight about four years ago. I had fallen in a restaurant down their stairs and I broke my leg. Um, And I snapped all the ligaments in my right ankle and I was, destroyed. I was depressed. I was angry and I put on more weight and I had to relearn how to walk. The pain was beyond anything I had felt before. And I was jealous. I would see people and their transformations on social media. And I just, I felt angry with myself. I felt angry with the physical pain that I was in. I felt depressed that I And I felt 
resigned to just being 236 pounds. I was an athletic kid growing up and I always kind of mentally saw myself as athletic, but then when I would get undressed, I would realize that I wasn't, or if tying my shoes was difficult to do, um, I knew that I needed to get help. And so I went back to, uh, at the time I was going to a local gym. It started here and it's now all over the U S but burn boot camp. And I was friends with the owner, Devin. And one day he just, I was had a meeting with him and he asked me what the <laughs> insert bad word are you doing to yourself and to your kids? And that was the light bulb moment for me when I realized I wasn't just making these choices for myself, that I was feeding my kids, you know, they didn't have a choice of what they ate. They ate what I gave them and I was feeding them garbage multiple times a day. And that was when I decided to change things. Wow. So when he just brought it to the surface, that it wasn't just about you. Exactly. Like when it became about my kids, because I have three boys. um, And when I realized I was harming them with what they were taking in as nutrition, then I realized I was being incredibly selfish And that may sound harsh to some people, but like when you realize that it's not just you that you're harming, that you're harming people you love dearly, it changes everything. So Brooke, you, I mean, you've really embraced your journey. So we met on the internet, um, but we met on the internet. I would say you were probably, you had been at it for a couple of years and you were um, really being vulnerable and public with that weight loss journey, which included making those healthy foods, making exercise and movement a habit. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about being vulnerable and opening up like that? I mean, girl, I was, I am seeing everything, these changes you're going through, that's got to be hard to open up. Um, so it's interesting you say that because when I was super depressed and I was following these uh, fitness accounts, I was like, what are they doing that I'm not doing? What are they doing? I keep seeing them, you know, take these pictures. And there were two accounts in particular that I was following. Uh, one was uh, the Iron Giantess and the other one was Get Fit with Jessica. And these girls had started at over 300 pounds and then they were doing their side-by-side pictures of their progress. And I had such mad respect for them that they could take a picture at 300 pounds in their bra and undies and post it on social media. But the thing that also inspired me was that I realized, I was like, they motivated me to do better and to be better. And so I took that as an opportunity to a be accountable. Um, I didn't care if people cared that I was posting a workout selfie, (laughs) but like I needed to be able to post the pictures to be like, I'm here. I did this. Um, because doing the work in silence, some people say do the work in silence and let your work show for itself. That's true. But for me, doing the work in silence allowed would allow me to quit easier. And I needed the accountability to be able to 
to, to post the picture at the gym that I did it. And I knew that I was like, oh, I know I've got to get to the gym today. I'm going to go do it. And so being vulnerable, it became more of like a pat myself on the back, cheer for myself. And then people started to follow along and they started to cheer for me. And that made it so much more fun. Um, and it made it so much, it felt so much more important because people would start to message me that because of me, they started to work out because of me, they started to take care of themselves better. And when I started getting those messages, I was so moved and then motivated even more to keep going and to keep posting the pictures and to be vulnerable. Are you tired of meal services that deliver directly to your door, but then cost you another hour to actually prepare it and get onto the table? If so, I think you're gonna love my friends at Factor. They are a delivery service with fully prepared, intake-friendly, so keto, macro-conscious, low-carb, vegan, you name it. They have all of these things in a special menu prepared by dietitians fresh, never frozen. This is amazing. If you're a busy working mom or you simply need a shortcut, I want you to look no further than Factor. You can go to runliftmompod.com slash factor. Again, that's runliftmompod.com slash factor and use Factor 2020 at checkout for 25 bucks off your first week. Um, can you talk to me a little bit about that mommy makeover? Because I don't want to glaze over that. You obviously were very successful with your weight loss doing this. Maybe not, you know, the easy way, but the very intentional way. How, what was that decision like to do that mommy makeover to get rid of some of that extra skin? Yeah, totally. I have been more than public about having the mommy makeover because a, I didn't want it to be a disservice to people who followed me that, you know, they're like, how'd you lose the weight? And I posted before and after picture before I lost weight. And then after mommy makeover, and then they get the wrong idea that I did some magical thing to tighten all the skin. No, that's mm-hmm. not the case. <laughs> I lost 50 pounds through diet and exercise with weightlifting. Um, I cut out the hit training because I wasn't losing weight with hit training because, and I hurt all the time because my broken leg that I had had and healed. And so I realized I needed to find an exercise that worked better. And so I started doing the weightlifting and the, and the diet. And when I say diet, I just mean eating better food choices and cutting out a lot of fast food. And then, so I lost the 50 pounds And from breaking my leg, it was actually a lawsuit because the restaurant was responsible for it. (laughs) I had that money. And again, I don't blaze over that either because I know that that's a really big ticket item. Um, I used that money to pay for my mommy makeover. It was kind of full circle to go from like overweight, broken, depressed, and then use that money to kind of tighten up the skin. And they removed, it was three pounds of skin off the front. And then I did do the Vaser lipo and he took off six pounds of the fat that just is like that stubborn fat that doesn't want to come off. He removed that. And then I had a breast lift and a breast augmentation to kind of help put the ladies back in place. 
And I am so incredibly grateful that I had the opportunity to be able to do it because, and I had diastasis repair. So my, my abs were separated. It was two and a half inches. And then I had three hernias that I didn't know about. And so no matter what I did, I could have never, no amount of exercise would have put my abs back together and fixed those hernias and removed the saggy skin. And so to be able to do the mommy makeover, it felt empowering and it felt like I had control over that. And I felt like justified because I was like, no matter what I do, it's never going to go back. Like you need to have, like I needed to have that surgery in order for it to go back. And I love that you're really transparent about it too. Like you made the point, (laughs) I told my audience on social media that I had this, obviously you're opening up to me about it right now. Like this, this isn't something you're being, you know, shameful about. I bet, may I ask Brooke, like what is exercising now that you've had that mommy makeover versus, you know, prior to when you had gained your fitness and gained your health, but had all of that extra skin, like what's the difference feel like for you? It's a couple things like a, I always thought of myself as an athlete and strong. And so when my body resembled how I always mentally thought of myself, I felt at peace because I grew up, I'd I have three brothers and my mom never looked in the mirror and tugged on her skin. I never saw her do that. So that, that behavior was never modeled for me. I never look in the mirror and tell myself that I was fat or ugly or unattractive. I never, I never did that. And I have boys. And so I make sure, you know, they don't see that. But if I had girls, I'd really make sure that they didn't see, you know, me tugging or saying negative comments about myself and my body. I want them to know that I'm strong, that they're strong, that they're capable, they can overcome anything. And so like when I look in the mirror now, I'm not tiny. I'm still like a size 10 to 12, 12 to 14, depending on the pants, but I feel strong. I feel like my body resembles how I mentally always saw it. I love it so much. I want to, you mentioned your boys um, and obviously you're an incredible role model for them. Um, may I ask, you know, you you opened up with, oh, I was going through the drive-through. I was doing whatever was easy in terms of family meals. And then you mentioned working with a dietitian to make some intake changes. So um, can I ask you just to touch on how your boys took to those changes when the household meals started to change? Oh, yeah. So it's been a couple of years since that's changed. But one of the best things that I did that was definitely an adjustment in the beginning was I, every Saturday morning, my husband and I together, we sit down together. And I know that this is kind of rare for some people, but we would sit down together And we would plan the meals for the week because we were spending outrageous amounts of money on eating out and restaurants. And, oh, I forgot to thaw the chicken tonight. Let's go get a pizza instead. That's easier. And so what we started doing was I have an Excel spreadsheet. I have it, you know, in one little box, you know, Saturday through Friday. And we choose our meals for the week. 
together. And so everybody had input. The kids, I'd ask them what they'd want to eat. You know, if they wanted spaghetti and meatballs, maybe I'd sub out the ground beef for ground turkey. Um, you know, I would make small changes and it was small changes over time. And what happened over time is we were saving money because we we weren't eating out all the time anymore. And then we were eating what was on the menu. I'd look at the night before, okay, what's tomorrow? Pull out that meat if it needs to be thawed and kind of had a plan of success. So if I was planning, I knew, okay, accountability, like I've got chicken and vegetables on the menu for tomorrow night. I got to get the chicken out and it's, that's what we're having. And I would try different meals often, you know, just kind of see what they liked, what we would repeat. And for the longest time, we repeated some of the same meals week after week after week, because that's what they liked. That's what worked. And that's kind of how we found our success. Hey, this mom of four says, if it's a crowd pleaser and it's healthy, (laughs) go for it. (laughs) I like that you're breaking down the process for us. It sounds like you're kind of looking at things at the big picture, the macro level, and then you're breaking it down by steps in the micro level. Um, Brooke, I mean, hello, I'm a super fan. And so I've watched you on social media, and I know that that is a strategy that also reflects what you did in your weight loss. Do you mind, from a strategy standpoint, telling us why it's important to break down those larger goals into smaller segments? I think when you take a really big goal, say, I want to lose 50 pounds, that is so incredibly overwhelming and daunting. And so instead of looking at that, um, you could break down, you know, I how many weeks does it take to healthily lose because losing like two pounds from what I hear it's losing two pounds a week is an incredible accomplishment. And so if you're able to consistently meet those goals in some weeks you won't lose on the scale you won't lose. You know, you may be bloated, you may have had more salt the night before, you may drink a lot of water. There could be a myriad of things. You'd be starting your period like there's so many things that go into weight loss that it cannot just be the big picture. And so you have to look at the small things and the baby steps that get you there. Because when you look at the baby steps, the baby steps and the success over those creates confidence. And when you have confidence, then you're like, yeah, I got this. Like I can do this. I can accomplish anything I put my head to. I got this. I'm going to, I'm going to try something different this week. You know, you add in it's line upon line you're going to be able to do bigger and better things. And those little things add up to big things. I used to be a bariatric counselor. And so for any health nerds out there listening, you can look up the National Weight Loss Registry is um, a longitudinal study of people who have lost more than 100 pounds and kept it off for a year. If you didn't keep it off for a year, you don't get to be in this data. And what that data shows us is a half a pound to two pounds a week. That is the sweet spot if you want to lose a large amount of weight and keep it off. You might not have 100 pounds to lose, listener. Um, Brooke, you didn't have 100 pounds to lose, but we can look at that study and then say, okay, this is the zone I should be in for health and longevity. Brooke, your confidence um, and just overall personal story to include right? This this journey that you just spoke with us about. Um, it's also fed into your life as an entrepreneur. Do you mind telling us a little bit about Phoenix? 
Yeah, totally. I don't mind. I can tell you. Um, Phoenix started at the beginning of 2020. It was actually before the pandemic hit. Everything in my life was completely blown apart. It was like a wrecking ball came into our marriage and everything was destroyed. And that's, and that's like overly simplifying it. There's a lot more to it that I hope that someday I can share, but I'm just, um, I don't know if I'm there yet, but what came of it was a beautiful intentionality between my husband and I, myself with myself. And I, one day was looking in the mirror and I just didn't feel that I was enough. I didn't feel like I was worthy. I, I didn't feel like I was doing enough. I felt like a failure. And the idea came to me of having like a word of affirmation, um, a strong, worthy, enough survivor, you know, fearless and printing it backwards on a shirt. That way, when you look in the mirror, it's not about the person who's looking at you. It's about you looking at yourself in the mirror. And there is something so incredible that when you look in the mirror, whether it's a reflection of you getting in your car, walking along the sidewalk, and you see your reflection in the window of a shop, when you're at the gym, reading that word backwards, I am worthy. I am worthy of good things. I am worthy of positive and all goodness coming to me. I'm strong. I can do this. I can lift these weights. I can handle what's been thrown at me. You know, I'm enough. I don't need to know that so-and-so, you know, I got so many likes on a picture on Instagram. I'm enough for who I am right now. And when I had this idea, because I've never seen it anywhere else, but I had this idea to print these words backwards I felt such an emotional connection to it. And so I wanted to share it with others. And the reason why we chose the word Phoenix, even though it's spelled a little bit differently, we chose it because it was like rising from the ashes. Through 2020, we became closer to one another. Our family grew. We became more closely connected to our Heavenly Father. We, And through that, our family life and our marriage has been better than it's ever been in 15 years. And I credit that to the hard work that we put in through the year. And I just, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be able to share this with you, but also to share it with others that you don't have to stay where you are. It doesn't have to be hard. It's not going to be easy every single day, but it doesn't mean you have to stay where you are and that you can change no matter what. I have to tell you, you know, I have one of your crop tanks that says enough. And for me personally, um, it's not about athletics or running or lifting or anything like that. I've been a um, homeschool mom this year, called to it a little bit untraditionally. And may I tell you, um, this tank is special to me because the... Ah, that's a place where I often don't feel like I'm, you know, 
that I'm cutting it. I always feel like, like I'm not as great as the educator that my kids would have at schools. And so this is a really nice mood booster for me um, to look in the mirror and say, you're enough for your kids right now for their education and in the world that we're living in. Um, So thank you for that. Oh man, that gives me chills when I hear people's stories. It just, it makes me feel like I did what I was supposed to do and I followed God's plan. So thank you for sharing that. I am glad the Lord put this idea on your heart. Friend, where can people find you online to connect with you and learn more about Phoenix? Sure. Um, On Instagram, you can follow Phoenix Apparel. And Phoenix is F-E-E-N-I-X apparel. And then you can also, if you want to follow my journey, you can follow me, which is Brooke Trogdon. We have a website that's www.phoenixbrands.com. And we also have a Facebook page as well. But usually Instagram is the place to be. It's the place to be. Hey, Brooke, thank you so much for coming on Run Lift Mom. Friends, I want you to click details or swipe up to check her out and connect with Phoenix. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to Run Lift Mom. I am so excited to offer a special discount to listeners of this show, and you're not going to find it anywhere else. So commit it to memory. Use the discount code RLM at checkout on my Alouette site to receive 15% off your order. You're going to go to alouette.com slash runliftmom, and you can find that linked in the show notes. But remember, because this isn't in the show notes, the code RLM is only for people hearing my voice right now. You're going to save 15% off your order using RLM. And yes, this can be stacked with other gift with purchase or BOGO discounts. Thank you so much for listening to the Run Lift Mom podcast. I want to let you know that you can swipe up in the podcast player that you're in to see the show notes. That's going to take you to my website and you're going to get a deep dive on today's show. Cool, huh? You can think of it as a blog post that complements what was covered today with all of the links and resources discussed. Don't forget to check out the podcast partners as well with some really great offers for you. And until I get into your earpiece again, remember, for while bodily training is of some value, godliness is of value in every way, as it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. That's from 1 Timothy 4.8, and this has been the Run Lift Mom Podcast. Hey friends, Susie here. If you are interested in shopping Brooks activewear brand, Phoenix Apparel, you can go to phoenixbrands.com. Remember that's Phoenix with a F and enter in Susie 10 at the checkout for 10% off. Again, that's phoenixbrands.com, F-E-E-N-I-X-B-R-A-N-D-S.com and enter in Susie 10 at checkout to save 10% off your order.